Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Tuesday, June 8th, 2021. Uh, Today we are going to be doing our daily Bible reading from the City Church app. And we find ourselves in Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7. Uh, We're going to read verses 17 through 36 today. So we're picking up in the middle of a sermon. Um, Interestingly enough, the longest sermon in the book of Acts uh, is delivered by uh, what would later become thought of as a deacon. So this is from uh, this is from Stephen as he is uh, about to be uh, stoned to death just before. So we'll pick up in verse 17 and read through 36. It reads, as the time was approaching to fulfill the promise that God had made to Abraham, the people flourished and multiplied in Egypt until a different king who did not know Joseph ruled over Egypt. He dealt deceitfully with our race and oppressed our ancestors by making them abandon their infants outside so that they wouldn't survive. At this time, Moses was born, and he was beautiful in God's sight. He was cared for in his father's home for three months. When he was put outside, Pharaoh's daughter adopted and raised him as her own son. So Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in his speech and actions. When he was 40 years old, he decided to visit his own people, the Israelites. When he saw one of them being mistreated, he came to his rescue and avenged the oppressed man by striking down the Egyptian. He assumed his people would understand that God would give them deliverance through him, but they did not understand. The next day, he showed up while they were fighting and tried to reconcile them peacefully, saying, Men, you are brothers. Why are you mistreating each other? But the one who was mistreating his neighbor pushed Moses aside, saying, Who appointed you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me the same way you killed the Egyptian yesterday? When he heard this, Moses fled and became an exile in the land of Midian, where he, be, where he became the father of two sons. After 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in the flame of a burning bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. As he was approaching to look at it, the voice of the Lord came, I am the, Lord, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob. Moses began to tremble and did not dare to look. The Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, because the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come down to set them free. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they rejected when they said, Who appointed you ruler and judge? This one, sent as a ruler and as a deliverer through the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out and performed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt, at the Red Sea, and in the wilderness for 40 years. And that is the word of the Lord from Acts chapter 7. Now, we're going to do a here journal. So we're going to start with the H, highlight. And the verse that I want to highlight today is what Stephen says um, as he is retelling the story of Moses um, in verse 25. Verse 25 says, he, meaning Moses, Moses assumed that his people, meaning Israel, would understand that God would give them deliverance through him, Moses, but they did not understand. Okay, Um, I highlighted that verse because this is a little bit of, um, as well, first, let me set the story. Um, I kind of already did earlier, but Stephen is, um, is about to be stoned to death. And just before he is stoned to death because of essentially being a part of the church, being a, a, in the way of Jesus, 
um, not in the way like blockade, but in the way like the way. Yeah. Um, Steve, Stephen's pro Jesus, I can assure you. Uh, Stephen is about to be stoned to death, and before he's stoned to death, he opens up his mouth to speak to his accusers. And what he does is walks these accusers who are very tied to Israel's history. Obviously, that's why they are angry with Stephen and angry with all Christians, um, is because uh, they think they're perverting the Jewish faith. Stephen actually speaks up, and he does something very brilliant. He walks them through uh, he walks these Jews through Jewish history um, and through all of the people they would respect all the way back to Abraham to show that Jesus is the fulfillment of all of Israel's history. Jesus is the deliverer. Okay. Now notice what he does. Um, notice what he does in the verse that I highlighted in verse 25, talking about Moses he says, he goes back into the story and he puts, um, he gives this sort of a narrator's viewpoint of what Moses was thinking and feeling um, as, when Moses as the prince of Egypt, y'all seen that movie? All right, when Moses as the prince of Egypt steps to to see the, um, the oppression of his former people, uh, the Hebrews, because he's been an Egyptian, remember he floated down the river and he was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter, all what Stephen said in here. He assumes that his people would understand that God would give them deliverance through Moses, but they did not understand, okay? All right, so let's talk about that. Stephen seems to me to be doing something here that we talked about um, uh, either last week or a couple of weeks ago um, where we talked about understanding how to live out the Bible narratively. So living in the biblical narrative. And that's what Stephen is trying to do. Stephen is telling his accusers a familiar biblical story that they are that they are um, thumbs up about. They are in approval of. They love the story of Moses and the story of the deliverance of their people. And what he shows us, what he shows us here, he has mapped that onto the current situation. In other words, he is saying to all of his accusers who are about to stone him to death, Moses assumed that his uh, Moses assumed that the people of Israel would understand what their deliverer looked like, but they didn't. And so Stephen is saying to that crowd around him, just like you, these Israelites, these uh, um, who are the product of these ancestors, you don't understand what deliverance looks like, and so you are you you killed him, Jesus, right? That's what Stephen is doing. So it's a very poignant sort of turn of phrase um, because they, um, the people that are stoning Stephen are missing the fulfillment of all of this Jewish history, particularly related to Moses and God hearing his people's cry and providing a deliverer. Okay, so what should we take from that application? That's the explanation. What is the application? The application in this point um, the larger application would be to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is our deliverer, that he is Christ. Um, that is the larger application, which is honestly the entire application of the New Testament, and you could include old as well. Um, however, um, let's get into a little bit more, um, more pointed application or more specific one, and that is to realize that often, often we miss the work being done by God, often we miss what God is doing to deliver us 
because we cannot break out of the pattern or the mold of the way that we see things, okay? So in other words, that's what was going on here for Israel. They, they could not see Moses as a deliverer. They could not see him as anything other than a traitor. Likewise, people could not see Jesus or Stephen here as anything other than a traitor because they had been so steeped in their Jewish history up till now. They have been so trained to immediately immediately react to anything other than, um, no, this is this cannot be the Messiah because the Messiah would do X, Y, Z, okay? So we how do we apply that? Well, we apply that by being careful to not stick to our traditions, but stick to the word of God. That we don't stick to simply um, our tribal understanding of who the good guys and bad guys are, but we listen to the way that Scripture describes righteousness, that Scripture describes beauty, that Scripture describes the way of Jesus. Um, of course, the you know if, if you take a one to one application, um, we obviously are not Jewish. We're not. We're not rejecting Christianity, right? We're not rejecting Jesus because we've been steeped in Jewish tradition. However. We might be rejecting someone who represents Jesus or who is Christian or who is speaking truth because of the different tribes or factions that we were brought up in Christianity. Um, Like um, if I was brought up as, uh, you know, if I was brought up, say, as a fundamentalist, you know, anyone who said something like, um, who said something like, you know, um, Job might actually not be a uh, uh, actual historical person, uh, we would shut that off because we'd say, no, that's not inerrancy. And, you know, all, all the things that we sort of take at face value, but we don't understand that actually there's a, there's a tradition and understanding of the way that you could read Job. Um, so that's, I'm sure nobody struggles with that. That might be my own internal struggle projecting on all of you. However, that's the point. The point is if you don't say or do these six or eight things that describe what I say is a Christian, you must not be one. Therefore, I must not listen to you or even not just a Christian, but even speak truth. You know, truth can come from anyone created in the image of God, whether that's intentional or not. We certainly see that in Jesus's trial um, in in Caiaphas, you know, who said this man is going to substitute for the people like he didn't mean it like that. But certainly God used it. And that's highlighted um, in scripture for us. So, so the truth can come from anyone and we have to be careful not to simply raise our stones to be ready to kill whoever doesn't say things the way we like them said. And certainly a lot of that is going on in, in the social media realm. Um, let's be quick. Let's be quick to make sure that we are grounded in what the scripture says and not sort of in what our tribe says is this is what a Christian must look like, but actually what Jesus says and what the scripture says, or we might actually miss God's deliverance. We might actually miss the way God is leading us um, as these people that Stone Stephen did. So let's be silent and pray because that is something that we need the work of the spirit in because that takes great humility and great humility does not come naturally. It only comes supernaturally. Let's be silent and pray. Heavenly Father, it's easy to read this passage and think, I wouldn't have stoned Stephen. I would have recognized the line of uh, coming from Abraham and Moses is leading to Jesus. I would have put all the clues together. I would not have been outraged that um, he seemed to be breaking down my traditions because I clearly could have recognized Jesus and, and would have followed him. 
And yet, God, over and over, we are just blind to the way that we do that on a day-to-day basis, the way that we, we shut out the work of your Holy Spirit, that we don't recognize the character of Christ coming through others because we are so committed to that only looks like it does in my tribe, in my way, in the way that I'm used to. Open our eyes and ears to be so deeply connected to you and grounded in your scripture that we can recognize the way of Jesus, that we can recognize truth wherever it comes from and from whoever it comes from. Oh, protect us, but Father, don't help us to be, uh, help us not to be overprotective. God, keep us safe, but let us not cling to safety. We want to be doctrinally right, and yet, God, we don't want our doctrine um, to have fences around it that keep Jesus out. Holy Spirit, lead us to understand your truth as it is revealed in Scripture and as we can then, with those biblical eyes, see it in the world. Help us to be self-critical before we are critical of others. Father, help us to empathize before we pick up stones to throw. Help us to listen as these people should have listened to Stephen and then would have received your word and your blessing. It's in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel. 